Now I have a question, boys and girls. I have a question for you. How many of you open presents this morning? Raise your hand. All right. Most all of you. Some of you I know. Hold on. Some of you I know wait, are waiting because your moms and dads really like to sleep in. Uh, I won't name names. <laughs> so I know one of you has an open presence this morning. But I think most of you have. And I was going to ask, anybody want to raise their hand and let us know one of your favorite presents this year? All right. I'm going to start right over here. One of your favorite presents. A new watch. A new watch. Oh, wow. Okay. Over here. Over here. Favorite, one of your favorite presents. A new bike. A new bike. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Sierra, what was your favorite present? A DS. A DS? Nobody knows what a DS is out here. A what? A 3DS. Oh, that makes much more sense. A 3DS. I think that's a video game, folks. I'm not too sure. Sam? A 3DS. <laughs> Two 3DSs. Evie, what was your favorite present? Um, roller skates. Roller skates going retro on us. I like it, Harnets. All right. Jakey. A 3D. <laughs> a 3D. A 3DS. Excellent. So that would make three 3DSs. Is that right, Scott? Three of them. DJ. Um, I kid. Um, iPad. An iPad? Who's your parents? You want to come to my house for Christmas? A new snake. A new snake? There it is, right there. He is not lying. A 3D DS. Another 3DS. Okay, one more. Anybody else? One more? Okay, Haley. A new bike. A new bike. And right here in the front. A new helmet. New helmet. Wow. Can you believe all these great presents? Those are awesome. Now, boys and girls, I have a question for you, though. I'm so sorry, Mallory. I didn't forget you. What did you get for Christmas? Snow White. Snow White. Oh, boy. Now, boys and girls, I have a question for you, though. Christmas, what's Christmas about? Is it about the presents? It's about Jesus' birth. But listen, why do we give presents on Christmas? Why do we, if it's about Jesus' birth, then why do we give presents on Christmas? Randy? To give a gift like God gave to us. That's absolutely right. And so, boys and girls, all those presents... Man, those are great presents that you got. All of them are. Hold on. All of them are. But in the end, those are small presents in comparison to the real gift that we have in Jesus Christ. He is the reason we give gifts to others because He's given us the gift of His Son. So I wanted to remind you that, boys and girls, as you play with your presents, remember that the best gift of all comes from Jesus. All right? Sam, you wanted to close us out? When you give a gift, it's like giving a gift to one of God's people. I think that's about right, Sam. Thank you very much. Let's give the boys and girls a hand. Boys and girls, going back to your seats. Head on back. Grab your shoes, Mally.
Here's your shoes. Get the shoe. Okay. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them right now. I'm going to show them right now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to show them right now. Okay. You want to say? Oh, Santa, I'll let you say yours. Do you want to say yours? Okay. Stand on up. Stand up. And Marley, and Marley, what did, what are you going to get for Christmas? What would you get? Makeup. Makeup. That's a good one. All right. Go see your mommy. She's all the way in the back. Good job, Marley. All right. I love hearing from the kids. And uh, let me get a let me get a stand here. iPad. I gotta I gotta go to the rose pink home for Christmas. iPad. Wow. Car wax. It's good. Well, uh, I told you last night, for those of you that were here for our Christmas Eve service, I told you that uh, I made mention of the fact that for Christmas, I'm the, I'm the type of person who I don't always care what I get for Christmas. Um, I'm more interested in watching how others react when they open their presents and to see the look on their face, especially my kids, when they come downstairs and see the presents that they have under the tree. And uh, last night I made mention of the fact that I was especially looking forward to seeing Bennett open one gift this year. And uh, so I wanted to show it to you because this one I was really looking forward to him opening. And, uh, and here it is. This, for those of you that don't know, if you can't see in the back... This is Megatron. Now, you might be wondering who Megatron is. That's a pretty silly question, folks. You see, Megatron is the leader, of course, of the Decepticons. You see, the Autobots and the Decepticons, collectively known as the Transformers, they've come to Earth from planet Cybertron in search of new plasma energy cubes. Duh. And uh, Megatron here and his evil cronies, you know, they were never able to get their plasma energy cubes. They weren't able to find it. They came even to the United States in search of energy and they couldn't find it. Now, there's difference of opinion as to why they didn't find it. Some say that there were, was harsh EPA regulations that kept them from finding it. But experts in the Transformers know assuredly that the real reason Megatron was not able to find the energy that he so desperately sought was because another Transformer kept him from it. Optimus Prime. Now, Bennett has never seen Optimus Prime. This is the first time he is seeing Optimus Prime. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. Hold on. Here he is. Hold on. Optimus Prime, boys and girls, and, well, boys and girls, you already know who Optimus Prime is, but for the rest of you, Optimus Prime was the good and powerful leader of the Autobots. And he kept Megatron from destroying the Earth and from getting the... And, uh, the, the plasma energy cubes. So Optimus Prime is our hero. Now, you might be wondering, why do I bring up this story? 
Well, you may not be able to see it from back here, uh, but this Optimus Prime is an original Optimus Prime. You see, this Optimus Prime was given to me when I was five years old in 1984. And what amazes me as I look at these, uh, as, as I look at these toys is, uh, well, first of all, I mean, it, you'll notice, and this is kind of sad, but Optimus's leg is, uh, is not quite there. So I'm having to hold his leg up. So, but mommy's got super glue. But what amazes me about these toys, about Optimus Prime and Megatron, is that my parents gave me a gift five, when I was five years old. And it was Optimus Prime. And uh, today, my son, he's five years old uh, this, this year, and we've given him a gift, and it's Megatron. And uh, the same toys that I opened for Christmas when I was five, my son is opening for Christmas when he was five. Bennett, come on up here, buddy. I wanted to give you my, my Optimus Prime and your Megatron back. Here you go, buddy. I love you. All right. Why, why do I bring up this silly story? Why do I bring up the story of Megatron and Optimus Prime? Well, for me and for my family, these are gifts that transcend time. They transcend generations. Uh, when I was five, I got Optimus Prime and Megatron. And sure enough, now Bennett's five, and what did he want under the tree? But Optimus Prime and Megatron. They're representative of gifts that transcend time, that, that, uh, that last, in our family's eyes, forever. Uh, but in reality, uh, these gifts don't last forever. As you saw, Optimus Prime, his leg is falling off. And one day, Megatron, well, maybe his arm might fall off. You never know. Um, but one thing is, is for sure, as we look at gifts that from our eyes transcend time, we are reminded of the real gift that transcends time and generations. You see, Optimus Prime and Megatron went from father to son, and it will probably stop there. But then there was one gift that was given that goes from every generation of all Mankind, And it's the gift of Jesus Christ. The gift of the Son of God born to us in a manger in Bethlehem. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 28. The angel has come to Mary. And he says, having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw the angel, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He'll be called Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. No end. The gifts that I gave my son for Christmas, passing down from one generation to the next, 
but they'll wear down. Over time, they'll grow old. They'll break apart. But there's only one gift. One gift that represents a kingdom that has no end. And it is the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen? Every generation. It's passed on. And it doesn't grow old. It doesn't fade. It doesn't tarnish. The gift of the Son of God is a gift that keeps going forever. And to those of us who have believed in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we know the peace and the hope that that gift gives. You know, I get temporary joy from seeing the Transformers. Temporary joy. But that joy fades over time. But this gift, the gift of Jesus, it gives it eternal joy. It gives everlasting hope. I spent a little bit of money to acquire gifts for my children. And in the end, these gifts will wear down. But the Bible counsels us to get a gift that doesn't even cost money. The Bible counsels us to go after a gift that in the end won't cost us a penny, but instead is given to us freely. As it says in Isaiah the prophet, chapter 55, I wanted to read it to you. Isaiah 55, beginning in verse 1, says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, for what does not satisfy? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear. Come to Me, the Lord says. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. It's free. We've spent a lot of money this Christmas, haven't we? We've bought lots of presents. We've, we've uh, prepared Christmas Eve dinner or Christmas Day dinner. And we've spent a considerable amount of money, even for those of us who were trying to do it on a budget this year. But this gift, it's free. The gifts that we purchase, they last for a time. Joy for a time. This gift is free and it lasts forever. Amen? Forever. And so the miracle, the miracle of the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ, it doesn't grow old. That story doesn't get old. And like a, like a mother and a father who uh, have a child... You know, the remembrance of that day, of when that baby was born, the remembrance of that day, it does not grow old as you look back on the, that moment as parents and grandparents. The memories of the, the time in which our, our babies, our, our children were born are days that will forever live with us. How much more so the birth of the one and only Son of God, Jesus Christ the Messiah. Everlasting joy. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas uh, this day. And I want to remind you that of all the gifts that we've been, we've been given today, the one true gift is the gift of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And also I wanted to share, uh, I wanted to have uh, uh, someone this Christmas share also what Christmas meant to them. And I was uh, considering who might share this year. And uh, Doug actually asked if he could share. And so I want to invite Doug on up. He had something that he wanted to share this Christmas as we celebrate the miracle of the birth of our Savior, Doug.
everyone. <laughs> um, I definitely asked Neil if I could share. Something's been on my heart for a while, and uh, it's been about three years of us waiting for a gift and praying. And sometimes, and kids, you can you can uh, relate because sometimes you've wanted that gift for so so long, and then you think you're going to open it, and then uh, it doesn't come. Right? Kids, have you ever opened a gift before? And right, it doesn't. Like I remember when I was in second grade. I wanted the brand new Nintendo with Zelda and Mario Brothers, right? Some of you can date back to that. And um, my grandma had a box that looked just like it. And I knew, and I was a pretty sneaky kid back then. I was like, I got this locked down. I know this is what I'm getting. And probably a little selfish at the time, too. And I remember opening that gift and opening it up and holding it and going, Thanks, Grandma. It was a blanket with a mallard on it. You know, ducks, right? Duck blanket of all things, right? And Neil's been talking, and it wasn't what I expected. And I was let down. And I continued to wait, and I continued to even ask my parents. I had the audacity to say, where's my Nintendo? Santa didn't bring it. You didn't bring it. Where is it? And I feel like I can relate this because... I've been wanting this one gift for so long. And I've been praying to God and asking. And before I go on any further, I wanted to read you a verse out of Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Do not enter into... Whoops, that's not the right verse. Hold on. Psalm 142. I cry out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. I pour out my complaint before Him. I declare before Him my trouble. And when my spirit was overwhelmed with me, you knew my path and which way I would walk. I read through all the Psalms for the last couple of days, and I've been just contemplating how I want to share. But at the start of this, it says, a plea for relief as David was in the cave. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for a long time now, even being up here on stage and being involved in ministry and being involved in your lives and, and friends, Part of me and part of Jen, we've been in a cave. We've been in a cave of despair. We've been in a cave of, of, of heartache and tears and fears and frustration and questioning and puzzlement and not relating. And all along, we didn't know God's perfect timing. We didn't know his perfect plan. We didn't know when that gift was going to come. We had no idea. We still, to this day, are in amazement of God's perfect timing. And then I got a chance to go to Haiti this summer. And boy, did I find out what it means to, to just spend time with boys and girls who don't even have parents. And what a heartache that was for me to leave there knowing that these kids had asked me, will you be my daddy? Will you be my daddy? Knowing that that was my prayer all along. It was so easy. But yet, the first day we got there, we were told, you don't fit the requirements. It was like another door closed. It was like another gift that we thought we were going to open that was going to be like, you can adopt. And so we kept praying and we kept praying. And the gift just couldn't come and we kept being in waiting. And every day, for me, I don't know about Jen, but every day I would listen to this song in the car. I was going to play it for you this morning, but I would cry all the way through it. And I remember at our worship night not too long ago, 
Debbie Riley asked if we could play this in our worship set, and I said, absolutely not, because it's too much of my heart, too vulnerable, too much to share with you guys, and I knew I couldn't do it. But I want to read you this. It's called Hold My Heart by 10th Avenue North. How long must I pray, must I pray to you? How long must I wait, must I wait for you? How long till I see your face, see you shining through? I'm on my knees begging you to notice me. I'm on my knees. Father, will you turn to me? And as I kept singing this song and weeping and crying and praying and trying to relate to it and trying to relate to church and trying to relate to the times of my life, I realized that waiting for this gift was exactly what God wanted. Because through it, I was going to receive other gifts. A strengthened and healthy marriage. A blessing of going to Haiti and being able to give you guys that gift back of sharing what God did in my life. Five, almost five years of allowing the youth kids to be our own children. And we shared a little about that. Jen did at um, our youth Sunday. And so many other things. We were able to share our testimony. We were able to see God work in other people's, in other people's lives um, with us. We started seeing people come up to us and pray for us. And little by little, when we started letting our walls down, people started coming in and saying, I'm there to be your wall. I'm there to be your shoulder. And it continues to say, one tear in a driving rain, one voice in a sea of pain. Could the maker of the stars hear the sound of our breaking hearts? One life, that's all I am. Right now I can barely stand. If, you ever, if you're everything you say you are, will you come close and hold my heart? And I remember switching the words to, one life, that's all we want. One life. And as we continued to pray about how to open the next gift and then find out, it wasn't the gift we wanted. And find out over and over again and unwrap and unwrap and think, oh, this is the one. We see it. We see it. This has got to be the one. And then we open it. And then we see other people getting gifts around us. It was just almost too hard to bear. And so I woke up this morning and I didn't want anything. I found myself asking my wife as she laid in bed, can I read through your journal? And she said, okay. And I just, I sat there for an hour in just amazement of what God's done in our lives. I've, I've just, I know that it's his perfect timing. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm happy to share with you that God has finally brought that gift. And that this July, we're expecting our first child. And Jen's going to stay there right now, but... um. It took so much waiting and praying and realizing that the greatest gift, more than our gift, that God's blessed us with this Christmas is the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen? And it's through the waiting and the hardships and the trials that we've built relationships, that we've strengthened our marriage, that we've been able to share our story. And oh, what a day it was when we found out we are 12 weeks pregnant tomorrow. So... That's my Christmas gift to share with you guys. And thank you for all your prayer and support. And uh, Neil actually has a video he'll probably show on Facebook later today about how we shared it with some of our staff. So thank you guys. It doesn't grow old, does it? <laughs> the, 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 the new birth, it does not grow old. Whether it's one of our own or whether it's we look back on the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so this Christmas, as we celebrate the miracle of our Savior, I wanted Doug to share about his own miracle of life in their life.
So let's pray together, and then we'll close our service with a song. Heavenly Father, we thank You, Lord, for this day. We thank You, Father, for Christmas and just the miracle, Lord, of the birth of Your Son. Father, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't grow old. It doesn't fade. It doesn't tarnish to know all that we have in Jesus Christ because of His birth and coming to this earth. Lord, we have so much because of Him. And God, we just give You thanks now for what You've given to Doug and Jen and so many others, Lord, answering the prayer of new life in their home. And what a Christmas gift it is, Lord. We celebrate and rejoice with them. We know, Lord, that, uh, that this joy can only come from You. As we also know, Lord, that everlasting joy can only come from Your Son uh, who came to earth to be the representative for us to live a life, to die on the cross, to rise again, to give us everlasting life. Lord, we know what joy is because of Christmas. And we thank You for the gift of life, the miracle of the birth of Your Son. We rejoice in Him this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.